The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome everyone to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. This is where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. I'm so happy to be with you today and I'm so happy to get to talk to uh, one of my dearest and most favorite humans on the planet and he happens to be a genius in the realm of dreams. Let me just jump right in and tell you who he is and try to not be all mysterious about it because his book is mysterious enough as it is. I'll give you a hint. It's called Mysterious Realities. Robert Moss has been a dream traveler since doctors pronounced him clinically dead in a hospital in Hobart, Tasmania when he was three years old. From his experiences in many worlds, He created his school of active dreaming. By the way, he didn't die when he was three, not on this plane. He is very much alive and thriving. And his original synthesis of modern dream work and ancient shamanic and mythical practices for journeying to realms beyond the physical, this is what he does. He leads popular workshops all over the world. And that's not just a phrase. He literally is always on a plane and he is always traveling and conducting a workshop to, in some remote or fabulous place on the planet. He also has a three-year training for teachers of active dreaming and online courses for the Shift Network, which we're going to talk probably in depth about because he's got one that's right around the corner. He's a former lecturer in ancient history at the Australian National University. He is a New York Times best-selling novelist, poet, journalist, and independent scholar. His many books on dreaming, shamanism, and imagination include Conscious Dreaming, The Secret History of Dreaming, Dreaming the Soul Back Home, The Boy Who Died and Came Back, Sidewalk Oracles, and his latest is Mysterious Realities. I'm going to say that again, Mysterious Realities, a dream traveler's tales from the imaginal realm. He's lived in upstate New York since he received a message from a red-tailed hawk under an old white oak. His website is Moss dreams.com m-o-s-s dreams.com and he grows on you like moss and it's a perfect (laughs) (laughs) and without further ado robert moss thank you so much for taking time out of your wildly busy schedule to be with us here on unity online radio it's such a pleasure to have you well kelly it's always a pleasure to be dreaming with you and thank you for making this happen you're a lady of great taste and discernment dr dream (laughs) i must say when you say it grows on you like moss i'm laughing extra hard because when i first met the mohawk indian people because of my dreams I think you remember the story. I started dreaming in an archaic form of the Mohawk Indian language, had to had to had to translate my dreams, had to study the language. 
So the first night I'm staying on an Indian reserve. That's the Canadian term for a reservation because they're more reserved than Americans. <laughs> the first night I was staying on a Native American reserve in Canada. The Mohawks who were hosting me started laughing when they considered my name. They said, what's so funny about my name? They said, oh, we use traditional families use Moss as a diaper. So in, in our <laughs> language, Moss has many possible meanings. So there you oh. are. Uh, when is... you say I didn't die, I must do, add a footnote. I did die. I died and oh. came back. That's the title of my memoir. Raymond right. Moody, our friend, gave us the term near-death experience later on. But mm. you know, back in the day when I was pronounced clinically dead at age three and again at age nine, by the way, we didn't have that right. term. The doctor said to my parents when after I checked out the first time and then came back to their embarrassment, they said, oh, your boy died and he came back, didn't he? From my point of view, Kelly, wow. I died and came back. I went to the other right. side. I was there for what seemed like a long period on the other side, but only minutes of TikTok time and came back. And, the, you know, the word for this in Tibetan, in the Tibetan tradition, a delog, D-E-L-O-G, means literally one who died and came back. And they're given some respect. They're not regarded as impeccable or perfect. But mm -hmm. the dialogue is someone who died, spent time on the other side and came back. I think mm -hmm. I think of myself. And you know what? It gives you a sort of head start in terms of understanding that the dream world can be a very real world, no less real than ordinary reality. So I got a head start. Oh, I love that. You're a dialogue. And you and I share that, even though I think your your experience was much more traumatic and dramatic than mine. But I think of my little mini sojourn on the other side as one of the greatest gifts and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And not that I, I recommend it like for people listening, like, Oh, let's go die and see what happens. And then we'll see if we can come back. Don't do it. If you know, let it happen naturally if it's supposed to, but yeah, there's an old horror film called Flatliners, which yes. actually is quite educational on why yes. we should not seek to die for the sake of just, you know, having a trip. Uh, right. You just introduced something, Kelly, which is central to my thinking about life. And actually, it's central to this new course I'm starting for the Shift Network, you know, almost immediately. Mm -hmm. It's when you talk about the gift of an experience like this. One of my yeah. rules for living is for every setback, look for the opportunity. There might mm -hmm. be a gift in the wound. The obstacle might be the way for the door that is closed. Look for the door that is opening. I think if we can look mm -hmm. at our challenges in yeah. life our reverses, our blockages, our wounds, our suffering in that way with an eye to the opportunity that might be in these experiences, with an eye to the gifts that might come from the wound, we all do much better. Sometimes we forget to do that, but we do better when we remember. I think we we can't be reminded often enough, and it's true. I When I think of some of my worst experiences in life and even some of my worst nightmares, it's there that I, I can see some of the greatest gifts that I wouldn't trade for anything. And I wouldn't want to necessarily go back and relive those situations. But I'm but I look for the blessing, the bless and the mess. And because I look for it, I find it. And I think whatever we're looking for, we're gonna find it. So we might as well, if we're gonna go through an ordeal, we might as well look for the blessing. And and Look then for the bless and the mess. That's pretty snappy too. I might have to borrow <laughs> that one, Kelly. I like that. I'll yeah. share it with you, yeah. Robert. <laughs> yeah, I will. Say, I often say to people when they complain about their scary dreams and nightmares, I say, first of all, let's get the language straight. A scary right. dream and a nightmare are not necessarily the same. A nightmare, in my mind, is an interrupted dream. It's not just scary. You couldn't take it anymore. You ran away. You slammed the door. You said maybe no more dreams. So in my personal lexicon, this is not not probably in most of the books. 
uh, a nightmare is not just, you know, a dream that was bad or scary. It's one that you had to stop. You had to get away from. You had to flee. It's an aborted or interrupted dream. And my mm. Rx for all such experiences is, for goodness sake, if you possibly can, find the courage, the resolve, the resources to go back into the space of that challenge, into the space of that fear. See if you can step through the fear or confront the challenge on its own ground. And you might find there is power waiting for you in that moment. You might, you might find at the very least but you're clarifying an issue that you need to focus on in your regular life because when we run away from bad dreams and nightmares, we're inviting the issues presented in the dream space to come and bite us in the rear end in waking life. Right. Many people, I think, know mm. what that means and, and rue the fact that they couldn't face the challenge where it was safer to do so in the space of the dream itself. Right. Oh, it's so it's so interesting because I've I'm I'm kind of fascinated with what we can do with a nightmare, the alchemy of a nightmare. And it's not because I am naturally given to horror or dark things. I'm kind of, I was, if left to my devices, I'd be more of a Disneyland girl that likes things that sparkle and all of that. But because, <laughs> <laughs> but because I know that if I don't face my fear, then it grows fangs and it will come back and it, it becomes way worse. So then I've, I I just go after these things that scare me and go bump in the night and I because I it feels like it's the it 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 minimizes the drama it makes the trauma much more palatable and the blessings arise and it's so it's not because I'm fascinated by that all that's gothic <laughs> I it's not my preference but it's become a preference of mine because of the blessings that can be found there well, I'm laughing again when you say you're Disneyland girl, because the other night I, mm. had, I dreamed in, in many installments, many episodes, many levels of the dream in and out of hypnagogic zone. I dreamed mm. I was in a kind of alternate reality Disney studio, I called the, oh. dream the Dizzy Walt studio, because there's oh. a character there who is and is not exactly Walt Disney. But in the dream, I had a, I had a glimpse of something I've long suspected, that amongst all the other things that go on in dreams, we may all be the beneficiaries or the victims of a dream movie-making uh, corporation mm. that is operating <laughs> behind the, the curtains of ordinary life that right. is making up dramas for us to watch in our dreams. We might all have a personal Disney-like producer. Uh, mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is when you can get to such a place, the place where your dreams mm. might be constructed, sometimes might be made up, then you might have the chance to become director, scriptwriter, and star of your own life movie. This possibility fascinates me. Anyway, I reached mm. a different, a new level of understanding when I found myself with a a sort of implausible alternate reality Walt Disney and what I call the Diz the Dizzy Walt studio on the other side. <laughs> the Dizzy Walt. <laughs> I think Disney would love that. And he was a dreamer. We know he dreamt of Mickey Mouse and and there, there was yes. more, more to it than that, but there wouldn't be a Disneyland and a Mickey Mouse were it not for yeah, his dreams. I think actually, as I recall, the Mickey, the, the first version of Mickey slipped from under his fingers when he was doodling on a plane and worried, as he so often was, about the survival of his studio and what the new options were. I have not read many accounts of Disney's experience of night dreaming, though it is apparently a tree at his original home called Walt's 
dream tree. But what he is, of course, an example of is the Imagineer, to use his word, or the Imaginaut, one who travels in imagination richly and constantly. And this interests me greatly because, yes, I have a school of active dreaming, but we're just announcing right now for my mm. first video course, the Shift Network is a school of dream growing. What is mm. dream growing? It is using your imagination, stirring up your imagination to grow dreams of life possibilities. And Ooh. for this, of course, we're going to use many states of consciousness. We'll always use our night dreams because they give us such spontaneous gifts. We're going to embark on many journeys to real places in mm. the true realm of imagination where we can begin to make our own life movies and do a lot better. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going to be amazing. And you've got a, so this is a course that you're offering it. Um, there, so there's a mini workshop on July 25th. that's for free. And then, and then if people want to sign up for the course, it's like nine weeks. Is that, it's a nine week course. Nine weeks starting on August 7th. Uh, we have, if you do join this, you'll find a part of yourself, yourself part of an amazing international family of creative mm -hmm. spirits, because we have people literally from all over the world map participating in these courses, and the synergy between them, and the cross-pollination from different mm -hmm. cultures and different thought streams is quite fascinating. I'm very excited, uh, Kelly, because for the first time I've agreed to do a live video course. I'm losing my wow. video virginity, you see. I've never done this before. <laughs> what? Now I have to worry about whether it's a bad hair day and oh. what, what what my surroundings look like. People will probably think they're in Professor Dumbledore's back room and they <laughs> see what the cave where I'm speaking from looks like. So this is all fun. Oh, to get to be in the cave with Robert. How fascinating. And I can't believe it's your first time. It's, it was something whose time has come. What, an, what a gift to get to do this with you. So I kind of know, I have a, my hunch is what the, what the benefit of dream growing is, tapping your power of creative imagination to manifest the secret wishes of your soul. Only that. But what, so what kind of things can people expect to get from this course? So what are some of the places that you'll that you'll take them and that you'll tap into and a little of the magic just a little spark well of course we'll start where you and i always like to start well we'll start by helping people to break their dream drought to get back in touch with the spontaneous yes. gifts of their night dreams and to remember that if you can dream it you might be able to do it that mm -hmm. you can solve things in your sleep and that you don't want to shrug off the spontaneous gifts of night dreams i mean we start there because you know dreams are sometimes the revenge of the imagination in ordinary life we can pinch <laughs> ourselves constrict ourselves try and mm -hmm. bind ourselves to schedules and other people's expectations and our dreams can sometimes just blast through that show us different options different possibilities aspects of ourselves and what our soul wants that we've been screening out so dreaming and imagination are always intimately engaged one of the things we do very early on in the course is we help people to confront their blocks and look at them in a new way to do what you call find the bless in the mess okay <laughs> you feel held up you feel challenged you're fearful of something look again maybe that door is locked in front of you because there is a better door open uh, over to this side uh -huh. if you just turn around and drop your ego agenda and look for a possibility that is there available for you. We're going to, of course, to do my chiromancy, which is my word for navigating by synchronicity, playing mm -hmm. games with the signs and symbols in the world around you, dreaming wide open regarding, uh, regarding any walk that you take in the city or on the beach or in the forest as a walking meditation in a forest of living symbols that are looking at you. Of course, any course of mine would not be for real. It wouldn't be one of Robert's courses if we didn't go traveling a lot. 
So we're going mm. to do a lot of journeying, sometimes powered by shamanic drumming, sometimes powered by the sounds of wind or water, guided initially by my voice, opening dreamy dreamscapes in non-ordinary reality. We're going to journey to places of healing, which from which we can bring experiences the body can believe. Mm. We're going to go to places where we, in a sense, are entering our own movie production studio where we can begin to grow our own dreams of life mm. possibilities. We're going to mm. do all this in the understanding that we are all living, conscious or not, in a multidimensional universe where our dramas and issues are related to things going on in other times and places, in parallel worlds, in past and future. So we'll get a vantage point over all of that. We'll be able to look at our lives from a different perspective and learn more about the family of souls connected to us and how they're impacting our present life issues. Mm. Oh, is that all? Well, <laughs> that <laughs> that's, that's just a start. That's, that's just that's a... Just, that's just... That's just the moose bouche. That's just a little snack you get before the appetizer. Oh, in the French my restaurant. God. This sounds absolutely rich and incredible. It makes me think um, for a moment of, did you ever see the animated movie? Was it Pixar, the movie Inside Out? I'm not sure. Oh. I'm, I'm not. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's you, not ringing to me, though. If you're going to watch a movie, Robert, I know it might seem beneath you because it's an animated, it's like a children's movie, but it's so good. No, and no, I like, I like animated movies. There is this scene where you see the production crew at night putting on the dream for, for the people. And you see them, cut, cut. No, she's waking up. All right, wait, everyone back to your places. Okay, you, you be the flyer. No, you be the monster. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, that's delicious. I've, defi I've definitely got to, got to see that. Let me yes. tell, let me, shall I tell you a story about oh, how the dream production company works in, in, oh. in the case of recurring dreams? Would you like that to hear that? That would be divine, please. Oh, please. So I, put this, I actually put this story in my book, Mysterious Realities. It's right mm. from the breakfast table at one of my trainings. So there's a very elegant, very genteel physician, woman physician from London, who talks like an English aristocrat, although she's originally French. So she brings that French sharpness of mind and she's got the English looks and accent. And she's at the birthday. She's at the breakfast table using very rude words. I won't reproduce them, but she's using oh. very bad words. And wow. I say to her, "What's the matter?" She says, "I can't understand why I keep having the same effing dream." She says, and she uses more <laughs> bad words. I say, "Well, tell me the the effing dream." She says, "Look, I keep dreaming that I have to do my medical exams again, and I tell them." I did them 30 years ago. The certificate is on my wall, but they tell me, no, the exam's on Monday and I've got to take it. Why do I keep having the same effing dream? So I'm looking <laughs> at her and suddenly I start laughing, which is probably not a response appreciated immediately. And then I start telling her a story about why she's having the recurring dream. And maybe this applies to anybody who's been in this situation, including me. I say, look, I'm suddenly tuned in to what's going on beyond the curtain of ordinary understanding. Your dream movie production company, your special studio, mm. they are so fed up with making the same effing dream for you because you won't get the <laughs> message or do anything about it, that strike action is threatened, that the star actors want to walk out, where the star wants to play romantic lead in some interesting drama and not have to keep telling you you got to do the medical exams again. And up in the gods, you know, the high seats in the theater, up in the gods, they're slightly concerned about this. They say, how often do we have to keep producing some version of the same effing movie because she won't get the message? Anyway, the doctor cracks up as I tell the story and I developed it a little bit dramatically because I think it's actually like that. I think one of the mm -hmm. things going on 
with our recurring dreams, I think you've had this experience too yes. in your, your work with dreamers, is the movie the movie is made again and again, probably to the disgust of the movie makers, because right. we either won't get the message or even more, more often will not do what is required. When the doctor got the message, she realized that in a sense she did have new exams to take because she had a new work opportunity. It would require boning up pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And then she didn't need to have the dream anymore because she decided right. to take some action. Oh, God, that's so great. And I there's even just kind of on that note, when people have any kind of dismissive attitude toward their dreams... I feel like I want to shake them on behalf of all the the and I wouldn't I hadn't put it this way the whole production studio behind the scene I was just saying the dream maker <laughs> is doing backflips to to produce this dream for you and you're just saying oh it was just a dream or uh I mean even if it's a good dream it's like yeah I woke up and the, it was just a dream whatever it, there's such a cavalier attitude I'm I getting this wonderful visual of you Kelly shaking somebody <laughs> who's ignoring their dreams and bits and pieces are falling all over the place stuff from all that baggage they've been carrying and now those disneyland type empl type employees are rushing along with with pans and brooms and mops trying to clean up the mess on the street so that other people at disneyland won't notice i have this absolute visual of you trying to shake up someone who's not listening to their dreams which we need to do which we need to do. And speaking of another cartoon, someone said that I reminded them of the character in the movie Angry Birds, which I'm sure you haven't seen. But there's a therapist who's really kind and loving. And every once in a while, she just loses her top and freaks out. She's a bird. And she's lovely. And then she just goes, oh, you stupid jerk. <laughs> And I'm like, Kelly, that's like you. I'm like, hey, that's my inside self. I try not to let that self out. Oh, my goodness. So before we go to a break, we have just a few minutes before this break. But I want us to presence some actual dream that you're having. And we always do the thing where we share a little something, something about what we've just dreamed. So do you have a little something that you can share from your personal dream, dream studios? Mm, well, I'm going to give you one. I, I'm, I'll just give you the start. It's the start of the dream adventure that led me to the Dizzy Walt studio. Oh, and this please. is the one. It's from a couple of weeks ago, but it's okay. pleasant in my mind. And actually, I did something I do a lot these days with my dreams. I made a drawing and then colored it in. So I made mm. something resembling a painting from mm. the dream. So it had that kind of energy for me. So here I am, Kelly. It starts in that in-between space where I spend a lot of time, the space that sleep researchers called hypnagogy. You're not asleep, you're not awake, you're in between. I think this space is greatly underrated and even ignored in most of the literature because it's a very creative space. Anyway, yes, it's yes. three o'clock in the morning. I might be asleep, but I'm not. I don't feel like getting out of bed. I feel like having an adventure, but I'm not going to get out of bed. So I tell myself in my imagination, by the way, this is the kind of thing that you'll be able to do. People will be able to do much more easily if they do my new course on dream growing, the yes. school of dream growing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, so I'm lying there at three o'clock in the morning thinking, well, I, I think I'd like an adventure. Where shall I go? Oh, I'll go to my night cinema. Sometimes I call it the cinema of lost dreams. It's like a movie theater. You can go in there, you can sit in the seat and up on the screen will come a movie which might be a dream that's looking for you, a dream you've forgotten, and then you can step into the action. It's a kind of imaginal place, a real place in the true realm of imagination where you can go. I lead people there. Mm. So I'm starting to get out of bed in my second body, and I realize something is stirring in the bed. There's no physical body in the bed, but what is getting up from the bed and padding along with me, Kelly, is a lion. A lion. Oh. I've known the lion most of my oh. life. I'm delighted that the lion is there, trotting at my side like a friendly dog. 
So now we're out and about. My body is dormant in the bed. I'm out and about in my second body, in that in-between state, in a lucid dream, if you like, dream walking. And I go to the night cinema, which looks like an art cinema in my neighborhood. But it's three o'clock in the morning. The whole neighborhood is dark. And I'm thinking, oh, this isn't working out too well. Suddenly the lights come on. I go into the lobby of the night cinema with my lion by my side or Mm -hmm. the lion by my side. And I can't see who's at the ticket booth. It's dark, but a female voice says, you can't bring that animal in here. I say, of course I can. It's my cinema. I'll bring the lion in if I like. And this isn't well received, but we pad through. We find the screening room, very soft, velvety chairs. The lion takes three of them. I take one. We're relaxed in the cinema. Nothing's happening. I look at the screen. Where's the kind of dream movie that usually come on? It's not coming on. I think, oh, maybe they, they really were ticked off and I'm not going to see the movie. So, Kelly, this transition might interest you. I start to drift off. I start napping in the cinema, in my second mm. body. And my body in the bed, with which I still have vestigial contact, leans back on the pillows. And for a moment, both Roberts and both locations are in a nap. Then Robert in the cinema wakes up. And there's a movie playing on the screen and the lion wakes up and is looking too. And on the screen is an Indiana Jones type character with a lion. And they're having all sorts of adventures, the desert location, there's a monster to be overcome. I look at the Indiana Jones figure more closely. He's wearing the Australian bush hat, the leather hat that I brought back from Australia 25 years ago. On the screen is my impossibly dashing uh, double the Indiana Jones type <laughs> adventurer with his lion having an adventure on the screen. And at this point, I look at the lion in the cinema. The lion looks at me. We agree, right, we'll jump into the action. We'll go through the screen into the movie and it will go forward. So oh, those are the heavens. first two or three scenes from a seven episode drama oh, overnight. Okay, so it's so less we're... about, it's maybe less about saying, what does this mean or what does that mean than about looking oh, at the transitions in consciousness and, the energy. and, oh, the fabulous places we can learn to go if we open to doing more of this dream and imagining stuff. The dream that you Will were that just hearing, this is, yes, and we're going to transition into a lovely little <laughs> quick break. And uh, this is Robert Moss, who I'm talking to, everybody, and he's got a workshop coming up, a live video workshop on the Shift Network. And I made a tiny URL so you can find it easily, tinyurl.com, Dream Growing Moss. That's tinyurl.com, Dream Growing Moss. It'll take you to the Shift Network so you can find out all about it. And we're going to talk more about this and talk more about dreams here on the Ask Dr. Dream Show on Unity Online Radio with Robert Moss. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and expand its outreach. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today.
Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Eric Butterworth, taken from the live lecture, A Course in Practical Metaphysics. Healing is the experience in our life of coming out of the darkness into the light, getting out of the confusion of human consciousness into the allness which is always present. But the allness of infinite life is present even within the illness. So God is not a healer. He doesn't look down upon you and say, well, you're sick, but you're a good person and I like you very much, so I'm going to take this illness away from you. God doesn't take illness away from anybody. Nor does God put illness into anyone, which belies a lot of traditional religious thought, too. We talk about, well, suffered to be so, it's God's will, and I guess it's my place to accept it. The will of God must always be the ceaseless longing of the Creator to express itself in that which has created. So it's a constancy, it's a force, which is ever seeking to press itself out into visibility as life, as wholeness, as success. To find out more about Eric Butterworth, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. If you're looking to deepen your spiritual journey, Unity Magazine is your go-to source for information and inspiration. It's been beautifully redesigned and packed with interesting articles and compelling interviews from today's spiritual thought leaders. You'll find science, spirituality, and healing with a look at Eastern philosophies, meditation, as well as completely new ways to interpret the Bible. Plus, reviews on the latest spiritual books and music. Get a free trial issue at unitymagazine.org. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. And welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. I'm having the most juicy, lovely conversation with Robert Moss. By the way, I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream. And Robert Moss is magnificent. And we just were in the dream cinema with him, with his lion. And we're talking about dream growing. We're talking about the cinema of dreams. And we're talking about all the things that you can do with your imaginal realm or with the imaginal realm. So many things. And dreams, remembering dreams is just the beginning. So before we go too far, I want everyone to know Robert's website is mossdreams.com, M-O-S-S, dreams.com. And I created a tiny URL for his new workshop that's coming up. It's tinyurl.com forward slash moss dream growing moss. And this is going to be a nine week workshop. 
And he is offering a very generous free introduction on July 25th. And this is going to be with video and you'll get to see Robert. You'll get to see his dream cave surrounded by books and all that jazz. So Robert Moss, welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. So excited that you're Thank here Thank you, us. Kelly. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> it's always fun when you bring a lion to the movie theater. You know it's, you know it's going to be magical. And then you jump into the action. And oh, my Uh goodness. And it always starts. So Uh like, oh, I mean, and even in your book, I'm so loving mysterious realities. It starts off so genteel. Oh, I'm having lunch with my with my editor. And oh, I'm walking across the street. Oh, I see. I see Pegasus across the street. We were just talking about Pegasus. And you honor those synchronicities. You don't just talk about Pegasus. And then you see Pegasus, who doesn't show up every day, by the way. You don't just walk on walk on by as um, who was it that saying walk on by? You go over and check it out, and in the checking of it out, it leads to the next synchronicity and the next one and the next one. And your book, Mysterious Realities, is full of this magic that just I think at the very least, besides people thinking that you're really cool because you live this magical life, it's contagious. I feel magical just in looking at the book, in opening up the pages, and in just feeling the vibration of it. It it opens up multiple worlds that otherwise might seem too woo-woo or too far away. So thank you for your contribution to, to the world of magic and dreams, Robert Moss. Thank you. Well, uh, Real magic, in my mind, is the art of bringing gifts from one world into another world, Mm -hmm. bringing gifts from other worlds into this world, perhaps. And that's, of course, what happens when we do the right kind of play with dreams, when we bring something from the dream world that we can embody, some guidance or healing, something we can live and act upon, not just turn into some dry, sterile analysis or interpretation, but some kind of energy we can live with. And it's also the kind of magic we practice when we are alert poised to recognize coincidence, meaningful coincidence in our lives, when we are ready to see that there are signs and symbols in the world all around us. I talk about playing sidewalk tarot, that's a phrase I invented, for the art of learning to notice when the world is, so to speak, dealing you tarot cards. Tarot has 78 cards. I've known it all of my conscious life, but it's only got 78 cards. They're very interesting, but the world is, has a deck that is limitless. I mean, it's, it, it's maybe infinite, but the world, in a sense, is dealing us tarot cards all the time. It it's a, takes, takes an effort of imagination or some detective work sometimes to figure out what it means when you hear a certain snatch of conversation or the traffic pattern is like this or that, that sometimes it's in your face. But Mm -hmm. traveling this world eyes open, being alert to the dreamlike play of symbols about you is the dreamer's way of operating 24-7. So from the moment I step outside my door, whatever country I happen to be in, I'm alert to what the world is showing me. And before I open my door, I'm alert to to play of synchronicity in sort of inside the house, for example, I live surrounded by books. When I'm at home, I have, a, I have a, a, an extraordinary number of books. Uh, the shelf elves naturally are very active in my house. Those are those library spirits who, who sometimes manifest and sometimes conceal books and papers. You know, you can't find something because right. they've hidden it. Something has thrown at you off the shelf, lands on the floor. You've got to yeah. open it because that's what you've yeah. got to look at today. So mm. I'm literally conscious 
if it's superstition, it's a very happy and fertile superstition. Mm-hmm. I'm very alert to the play of the shelf little elves inside my house, as well as the play of synchronicity when I step outside. Mm, that's so important. Okay, so we're talking about dream growing. And you before the break, you were talking about your dream lion and about how you were in the theater and you were about to jump in. And did you want to say more about that, or do we need to read one of your books to get the well, next it, installment? It, it, maybe maybe the adventure is inspiriting. I mean, giving some life and spirit to those listening in the sense that it's an example of what becomes possible when you are available for adventure in an in-between state of consciousness. Right. I greatly recommend if you want to become a lucid dreamer, if you want to get more creative, if you want to make connections that escape the ordinary mind, that you learn to spend more time in the place between sleep and awake. So let me just talk around mm-hmm. that for a moment, yes. see whether we want to go back to the dream line and those movie adventures. Uh, my favorite uh, authority on what is possible in this zone, the twilight zone of hypnagogia, is Tinkerbell. Remember Tinkerbell? We've been oh, talking about yeah. children's movies. And the <laughs> old Disneyland. Disney movie of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Peter's sad because his fairy friend is going away. And Tinkerbell says to him, look for me in the place between sleep and awake. There I will always love you. There you will find me. The place between sleep and awake. By the way, that's the Hollywood scriptwriters. It's not in J.M. Barry's novel. Uh, Part of me that is the former investigated journalism historian just has to check this stuff. This is good uh, stuff from Hollywood. Look for me in the place between sleep and awake. Anybody listening to my story of the adventures with the lion and the dream cinema, maybe what's relevant about this for you is quite simple. You want to learn, as Tinkerbell recommended to spend more time in the place between sleep and awake. I mean, when you study the history of creative breakthroughs, including in science and technology, I read about this in The, in, in the Secret History of Dreaming, mm. you find that a lot of the big mm. discoveries were made not in dream, not in sleep, not in waking focused activity, but in that drifty, fertile, liminal space. It is one of the easiest places to embark on lucid dream adventures. Mm-hmm. So my story of going to the night cinema with the dream line while my body is dormant in bed and I'm conscious in two realities to begin with, and then three because I start watching the whole thing, is an example of what becomes possible if you're really if you're ready for adventure in that liminal state you can learn to do this by the way learning to do this is one of the fundamental objectives of my new course in dream growing and using the imagination because we begin to discover in this way that there are solid and fascinating places uh, in the in the real worlds of imagination we can go again and again and again for healing for guidance for pleasure for entertainment for adventure and and some versions of the night cinema or the dream cinema cinema which i'm talking about are an example of that mm-hmm. mm. For some reason, I'm listening and I'm, I'm hearing because I'm such a dream ambassador as are you i'm when I when I talk to people and do interviews with some people that are maybe slightly cynical, like, okay, well, what do you do with all this stuff? I mean, yeah, it sounds magical, but how does it apply to the waking world? And I love the fact that Daniel Pink wrote a book um, <clears throat> several years ago called Left Brainers Will Rule the World. And Oprah loved it so much that she gave it to the, I believe, the entire graduating class of Columbia University that year. <clears throat> and this is exactly how to develop the left brain. This is the, or the right brainers will, will rule the world. Sorry, not left brainers. That's, <laughs> you oops, had that's me a, extremely that's a little, worried for a moment. Yes, no, no, no. Sorry, 
oops, left brain, right brain, whatever, all the same. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not the same. But doing this, <laughs> this is like developing your creativity and your imagination. And that's this is basically what his whole book is about. So many people were, we were raised, or many people, at least a decade or two or three ago, to think that to be smart in the world, you should be an engineer, you should, you should do all those, those things that you don't want to do. It's like eating your vegetables. And now it's kind of like, no, 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 your creativity is the only thing that can't be outsourced now. And your, your imagination and your intuition and your ability to synthesize information in these wild ways, this is actually really smart to develop. It's not just fun. It is fun and it's juicy and it's soulful and it makes practical sense to be relevant in this new world, in this new adventure that we're on in in this 21st century. We need to develop these things. This is this is really important for for many, many reasons. So I hope many people participate in your dream growing workshop and many people hear you on this interview as well tapping the power of creative imagination to manifest the secret wishes of your soul. I can't wait. So this is on the 25th, we get a free introduction. So if people are listening after the 25th, sorry. I think you get, I think you get a chance. I think they'll, I think they'll send you a recording of what is live on, on the 25th afterwards. Then the classes themselves start on August the 7th and they run for nine weeks and there is cumulative power here. I mean, we develop such, 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 a lively momentum and as all these creative voices come in. I think, thank you for what you said about creativity, mm-hmm. Kelly. Fundamentally, creativity isn't just the preserve of the blessed or tormented few right. in some particular area of life. Creativity is for all of us. And to be creative in any life is to bring something new into your world in your own way and to find your distinctive talent. And when you grow that idea and start living it, you discover one of the great open secrets of life, which is the great trick in life, I think anyway, is to find what you really love and give yourself to it and let the world support you. Uh, This isn't empty wishful thinking. You find what you love, you give yourself to it out of the beating heart of your desire Mm -hmm. and the world will behave differently around you. You become magnetic in a different way. New opportunities will appear. But that does mean not just saying in your head, I want to be 30 pounds lighter or I want to have $300,000 more or some other (laughs) ego-driven silly agenda like that. It means reaching deep into your heart and gut and soul and body and higher self if you can and identifying what you really and deeply wish to bring through in life. What do you yearn for? And mm-hmm. here as we try to identify what we truly desire, here's where again the gifts of the night dream become so important, don't they? Because our night dreams will walk through what we tell ourselves in our sometimes silly waking calculations is so important. We tell ourselves in our cynical or calculating or, or, or trivially hopeful everyday mind that this or that is what it's all about. Our dreams will mm. walk through that and say, no, here's what it's about. <laughs> Let me give you a quick personal example, if oh, I may, please. about please a dream-correcting, awaking agenda. Many oh. years ago, of course, I was a New York Times best-selling novelist, and some of those yes. novels are pretty good and some are forgettable, but they're essentially mm. commercially successful tales mm-hmm. intrigue thrillers. And uh, I reached a point in my life where everything was screaming at me to do what I am now doing. In other words, to abandon the path of success, the commercial fast track I was on, go live in the country and become a dreamer and eventually become a dream teacher for which there's no career track 
in our world. Well, I eventually followed that path. But, you know, I had moments when I was doubtful. So I decided to sign a contract for a big check to write another thriller with a Russian theme. And it wasn't going well, so I asked for dream guidance. I've used dreams in every aspect of my life through all its phases. So I've asked for guidance to help write a thriller with a Russian theme. And everything starts out well in the dream. There's a huge banquet room, incredibly elegant, with place settings for hundreds of people, gold and silver, gold and silver on the table, the finest porcelain. I mean, it really looks good. But the maitre d' is shaking with fear mm. and concern. I said, what's mm. the matter with you? He says, Mr. Mm. Moss, Mr. Moss, there's a problem in the kitchen. I said, what is the problem? <laughs> he says, the master chef does not like your menu. He says, if you go on wanting to cook stroganoff, he won't work for you anymore. <gasps> I'll have to get short order cooks out in the street. So I wake oh. up aghast and then laugh at myself. Stroganoff, a Russian dish. The master oh. chef in the dream. It doesn't. You don't need to be brilliant to get this. Oh, is this is, is my creative self is the one who cooks things up. My creative self mm. is not going to collaborate with a project that is repetitive, about money, about getting through. He just won't be there. So I tore up the contract, Kelly. Wow. I tore up the contract, sent mm. back the money. Because of the dream, the dream corrected my waking ego's calculations about what mattered. It recalled me to the agenda of a larger self, mm. a more interesting self than the everyday trivial mind. It recalled me to the agenda of the creative self. And that is a way in which dreams once again will step mm. through our timid, cowardly, cynical calculations and bring us to life to what soul wants and what the heart desires. That's what my new course is all oh. about. That fundamentally is what all of my work is about. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. This is, this is mm, what a juicy, juicy story. I mean, this is not just something that happened in the imaginal realm. You brought it into this reality and it's altered the course of your life. And I think of um, a dream that I had about I was I was kind of between two men in my life. One that I was just a friend that I was thinking, gosh, is he my guy? And and then somebody else that was a, the much more logical choice that that didn't come with baggage in the same way. And I should be with him. But in my dream, my dream revealed two dragonflies, one that was perfect and one that was that had a broken wing. And I and some girl comes along and says, I want the perfect one. I want that one, please. And I let her have it because she wanted it so badly. And so I got the broken wing dragonfly and I took him out of the cage and I thought, wow, this broken wing dragonfly is pretty cool. And he turned into a thousand dragonflies. And I thought, mm. oh, my God, had I settled for that one perfect dragonfly, I would have missed out on all of this. I'm so glad. And I knew right then. Dana's the broken dragonfly. He's the magic man mm. and he's who I married mm. and have and have had thousands of dragonflies, synchronicities everywhere I go. And I have not had a moment of regretting that he's my guy, even though he, you know, was not the conventional choice, <laughs> and, but he was far more magnificent than anything my ego mm. could have drummed up. So thank mm. God. Thank God. So dating advice for people who think <laughs> that they have a choice of angels, check which one has the broken wing. <laughs> yeah. Much more interesting, much more character than the suave uh, and yeah. calm, cool, collected, tall, dark, handsome. Yes. Hey. Very interesting. Very <laughs> yes. interesting. And for some reason, <clears throat> I keep wanting to tell you about this tiny snippet of a dream from last night. 
And I yeah. think I'm probably a little out of line bringing it up on here because this person is a presidential candidate and unity does not support any, they, they don't go on record as saying they support any particular candidates. Right. So I want to just disclaimer that, and this is my dream, so I can't be blamed. But in my dream, a certain woman was president and her name was Marianne Williamson. She was standing in front of the white house and she was waving and, and I thought, Oh my God, are you kidding? She made it. Oh my God. And someone walked by and said, but you, you'll never be president. And she said, Hmm, never is a mighty long time. And she just said it in this cavalier, funny way, but she, yet she was. And I, I just love that cavalier. Never is a mighty long time, like kind of big boy, kind of Mae West ish, but from a presidential person. <laughs> so anyway, mm. I just wanted to put that in the space and hopefully people who are listening aren't going to get too mad at me and don't blame unity. <laughs> it's just a dream. If it were my dream, given given the realistic possibilities of the situation without going political at all, mm -hmm. I would say that perhaps for me or for part of me who is producing the dream, yes. she, is the, she is my candidate in some, in some sense, the sense of the things that she stands for, the things that she's done. In some sense, she is my president, president for me. I wouldn't interpret it as any preview of you know, what's yes. going to happen in the, in the physical world situation, but it would make me think about, you know, where is the set? What is, what is, what is the, what is the central figure? What is, what is the central figure? What is the central principle in my life? Who in a, who in mm -hmm. a sense is the president of my dream polity of my dream Republic? And maybe she is mm -hmm. for me, if it's my dream, the closest thing to a central figure uh, mm -hmm. in, in that scene. But I, I would, I would not apply it to any kind of preview of what we can expect in the months ahead. Right. And it just makes me, I love that you just said that because it makes me think, you know, she stands for their spiritual principles, there's integrity, there's, and when I'm going through stuff, which I'm always going through stuff as a human, I can pick the, the emotional drama queen aspect of me, or I can pull on the part of me that, that, that is a higher version of myself to be the president of my inner country or exactly. And, so it makes me feel that's, that's like... Where, that's where I would go with it. And if we were going to take more time with it, which I really suggest we don't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but if we were going to take more time with it, I'd do the space alien game. You know, I'd, I'd yes. say to you, well, Kelly, you know, I just arrived from a distant galaxy. We don't follow your affairs. We don't really understand what humans are. <laughs> we can't understand your, your crass and primitive ways of having sex or what you eat or anything else about you. So who is this candidate? I mean, I'd talk to you that way. Define to me right. in your terms who she is. And you would answer that in your own way. And then probably at the end of that discussion, I would go back to saying, well, if it were my dream, a person with those qualities represents yes. a person who is at the center of my personal dream commonwealth, my personal republic of dreams. Mm, I love that. And there's something about never is a mighty long time, like never say never. Not sure about what that means, but okay. So I want to get back to dream growing. This is because a lot of people say they don't dream, they don't remember dreams. And so at the very least, I imagine by participating in this workshop that you're doing with the, with the source, oh my goodness, the source network. Why am I saying source? The shift, what, the shift, shift, 
The okay. SIFT network, it might take you to the source. Let's hope you find your creative <laughs> source in the course yeah. of all this with the SIFT network. Well, you're going to find it irresistible. I mean, in our society, many, many people are going through a dream drought. So if that's your condition, this is one of the places where you can break that immediately. I mean, for example, you'll be taught or reminded that you don't have to go to sleep in order to dream. You can dream with your eyes wide open by waking to the world of symbols, meaningful coincidence all around you. What fun that is. You're getting dream messages from the world around you, that the logo on that truck, the, that vanity plate, that snatch of conversation in the street. That's a way of dreaming with eyes wide open. We can all do that. And sometimes when you do more of that, it opens the faucet of your night dreams as well. You're going to be taken to places where you are dreaming while journeying. We'll be using shamanic drumming, wind and water and other sounds and good guided meditation to get you, for example, to your own version of the night cinema, maybe the cinema of lost and found dreams, where some of those dreams that have eluded you can find you again, or you can grow a new one. You're going mm. to learn some very simple recourses for coaxing mm. your dreams to come back, like learning to be kind to your fragments. You think you've got nothing much, mm. just a sense of color, a snatch of a song. You can learn to use that as one of a trail of breadcrumbs to bring oh. the dreams back. And it, so it's all oh, this. This is all about. This is all about entering various states of consciousness. It's about dreaming wide awake. It's about spending more time in those liminal, fertile states of imagination. And Kelly, here's something I must must say. It's Please. about getting in touch with the great imagineer in your life, in your soul, mm. which is your magical child. It's mm. about calling back the child dreamer of yourself who might have gone missing in your life because life got cold, it got cruel. You may have undergone what shamans call soul loss. I've never met a human who's not gone through this experience. Sometimes we've lost our dreams. Because we have mm -hmm. lost a beautiful, bright part of ourselves that was the dreamer, that found the world, the adult world, too cold and too cruel, and had to check out, went to live on a garden in a garden behind the moon, went to live in a land of right. lost girls or lost boys. Mm -hmm. I'm very good in my programs. I will say this with, with some with 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 some self congratulations. I'm very good <laughs> in these programs and helping people to make the journey to find and bring back lost parts of their own identity mm. and energy, that missing child, that missing mm. dreamer, that missing magical person. Bring that back into your life, then all your dreams will come back. Oh, and I see here that one of the things that you're going to be doing is transfer, learning to transfer a vision to someone in need yes. of a vision. I imagine many people who are listening to Unity are people who are already doing well on their spiritual path, and they might have people in their family or who they love that are struggling and they want to learn something that they can do to help these people. And so in your in your workshop, you're, you're going to teach people how to transfer a vision to someone in need of that. That is intriguing to me deeply. Yes, I, I asked a group of advanced streamers who took one of my trainings in Europe recently, what was the most important thing to come out of the five days? They said the dream transfer technique. That's oh, what I call God. it. I call it dream transfer or vision transfer or story transplant sometimes. What it means is we learn to bring together the right story, the right vision, the right healing image, the right vision of life possibility for someone who doesn't have a dream, doesn't have a healing image, has given up on life or their own creative possibility. And with permission, with, with, with clear admission that we are projecting something onto them, we offer them tenderly and carefully the dream, the vision, the story that can enter their body as well as their mind and make things better. It can improve mm. the behavior of mm. the immune system. It mm. can bring someone up instead of down. And uh, so, so wow. learning this, 
simple and beautiful process in which we mutually empower and help to heal each other is not the least important part of the course. It's one of the most exciting. And I've seen so much wonderful work accomplished by doing this. This is so exciting. So Robert Moss, thank you so much for joining us here today on Unity Online Radio and Ask Dr. Dreamer. You always inspire me. You lift me up to a whole new level. I'm already naturally inspired, but you take me through the roof, through the moon, (laughs) beyond the galaxy to new heights and new dimensions. And I just love you so much. And I love your lion. And I'm so glad that you let it come with you and you insisted that it sit with you in your theater. Everyone go check out Dream Growing, tapping the creative power of creative imagination to manifest the secret wishes of your soul. It's at the Shift Network. And if you need a little nudge, go to tinyurl.com forward slash dream growing moss. And there's a free introduction on July 25th. And I'm sure all of this will be available even if you're watching or listening to this after the fact. Robert Moss, God bless you. Thank you so much. So appreciate you. Always a joy to dream with you, Callie. We're happy to go to the moon and back with you anytime. (laughs) And beyond. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And beyond, of course. And beyond and beyond. Until we all meet again next time, don't take your dreams lying down. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.